Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to episode 24. And episode 24 is reflection time. And I got a strong opinion. And so I'm going to kind of talk for a little bit. And I hope that as I'm flipping through this, that maybe you're going to find something that uh, maybe hits home with you. I, I think it I think it's going to. I think it's going to because this episode, I'm I'm looking at the the things that we do wrong, and we teachers love to do that. What's going wrong with education? We love to talk about that because then we fix it. Because that's how that's how we make it better. So that's what I'm doing here. Except I'm looking at tech integration. In 13 school days, my trimester is going to come to an end. My first trimester here, it uh, happens after Thanksgiving, and uh, during this trimester, um. I've been part of an online collaboration. Uh, we're uh, trying to uh, teach a guitar class online. Uh, content comes from an online school here in, in our state. And so we're working on integrating that. Uh, you know, I've been focusing on getting students to reflect. I've been trying to create more interactive experiences as I can for students. And navigating that hectic time for our band directors called marching band season just came to an end this past week so you know what do all these have in common and how does this get into tech integration well i think they have more in common than you think my school is trying to offer online course opportunities and with the new regulations about online classes being uh, mentioned um excuse me mentioned but i read my script mentored Online classes have to be mentored or taught by qualified staff. My school's trying to see how the online classes will fit into the traditional setting of the high school. So as I look back at this guitar class I was facilitating, and in some degree I, I teach, I, I added content, I noted a few few changes that I would make. But I'm going to share those changes, those suggestions with my administration first. But I did want to share with you an idea that's been swirling around in my mind. And after some time and reflection uh, on this trimester, um, and considering the attempts of reflection and uh, making things more interactive, along with this online class that uh, I've been facilitating, I found some parallels uh, in the adaptations that I plan to make in some of these areas. And... Um, the methods that I've used or that have been used for educating musicians um, and that I've used for 27 years, I think there's an answer in there. 
I think that might be a very usable approach to tech integration into any classroom. So maybe this will make tech use more meaningful to you and thus your students. So a bit of background. So I'm coming from the band side of things where any musical ensemble in grades 6 through 12 requires some sort of drill and practice. You get a book, and the book takes you through particular steps in beginning band. Here's how to play your instrument. Here's how to hold it. Here's what it looks like when it's being held. And uh, some use, some care. Um, then later on, there's lessons and there's little songs, you know, um, associated with the new notes you're learning. Much like uh, uh, you know any other classroom or content, you all have these books that have particular lessons. And we look at the books and what we like, and we think it will meet the needs of the students. You know that sounds that sounds probably sounds pretty normal to you, probably pretty regular. But but I wanted to to tell you about the music side of it because um, sometimes you know, early on, young students can see the use for math and reading, but as they get older, school becomes less useful. It's more the social aspect. And I'm not just talking about now, I'm talking about back when I was in school. I had that same feeling. So in music and in band, it always has a usefulness to the kids because they want to create. So Sometimes the learners come in with a knowledge and a talent level, and sometimes they know some some of the knowledge that we're going to uh, be working on in music uh, or in their band. And uh, but for pedagogical reasons, you know, as a director, I don't give them the full list. You know, like the full list of state requirements that we see as teachers. How overwhelming that is! Imagine if we showed every goal to a beginning band student, we probably lose a few pretty quick. Um, not to mention kind of, you know, over drain their batteries pretty quick, trying to understand that. Wouldn't get to play. Still be going over that stuff. Again, sounds pretty much like any other class setting I know. I think the major difference though, other than, you know, when you study those laws of math or you're studying the literary uh, geniuses, the performing music aspect, you they get that immediate feedback and application so to life. So it's it it, it has meaning to them. So we have to so I, I take that as a the positive point of, of music. Um, and I think that can be taken into the tech integration that I'm talking about, that methodology. Plus, um, you know, most students that'll come to beginning band or marching band and they have an idea of what it, what the end product is going to be. And if they don't, then the book or the music or the recording gives them, gives them that light at the end of the tunnel, that target. I don't think we have that with tech right now. I'll talk more about that in a minute. So... In order to get that creativity flowing, music teachers have method books or methodologies that have been around for a while, and they supply the opportunities to cultivate creativity in smaller amounts so that as students develop their musical talent, they just kind of keep piling on. I, I use a lot of food analogies in my classroom, so in this one, I always talk about it as a sandwich. You know, and we're working toward that uh, Dagwood 
sandwich. If you remember the old comic strip, he always was eating these monster piled high sandwiches with just about everything on them. And music, you know, you add that layer musically to the sandwich to make it that much taller and just things that you're about to, you know, to do, to play or consume. What if tech integration looked like this for teachers and students? Instead of you just, here's your device, here's the internet, go look up some stuff to do. Decide, here's some, here's some even methodologies of how to integrate. Here you go, boom, and you read through this whole methodology. And that's assuming that you have the time to read through the whole methodology because you're still doing the state requirements. I think we need a sample size. I think we need it broken down. I think we need even if it was just level one, two, and three. And and I see some of this coming around in, from, say, ISTE or uh, McCall uh, or some of the, uh, you know, the, the professional organizations for computer educators and for computers in education. But it's, it's not there yet. And um, I have just reached the point of maybe they're just searching for the right format. And I think the right format might be something like a beginning book, a beginning band book, or the first books. Uh, gosh, I can, going back in my mind now of when we were learning to write in cursive and the little dotted lines on the large ruled paper, paper that you trace to learn to write your letters in cursive. I don't think we need to go quite that far that back, back that far, far that back back that far. But I think the small sample size segments is so important that that creating these long wordy objectives gives credibility to tech integration and ed educational technology in comparison to say a state requirement, you know, if it's worded the same, then it must be good. You know, I, there, there's validity to that argument, but that doesn't really consider the user. And I, I'm really, I have become much more dedicated to this idea than at first, you know, at first, I thought, well, you know, maybe I'm just overreaching as a band director, as a music teacher, thinking that, because I've always felt that a lot of the things that we do in music apply to all of the other content areas. And sometimes people get that, and they totally would agree with me. And I've had many conversations with that. And other times, I get that blank stare of, um, no, or they don't quite, haven't thought of it that way. I think tech is missing the mark by trying to keep up with all the objectives. I think that the user is already overwhelmed. And I, and I used to think that these ideas that I mentioned about a method book were just, again, my biased music teacher ideas, but then I don't think so. And I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you why here in this next segment. So the results, let me begin this strong opinion portion with a few statistics. Now, these are just some basic observations from my classes. This is no wide base, but it is a little bit of, uh, you know, action research project that I, I kind of did in my classroom. 
Generally speaking, about 50% of my students were just not ready to take the responsibility of performing their own self-reflection or making rehearsal decisions. Now, I came up with this when I, I did a few times where I was asking them to reflect upon their playing or reflect upon how the band was doing or how their guitar skills were. Or, And the first thing I got from about half the class, and actually it was over that, was that blank stare of, you mean you want to hear my opinion? You're asking me? You want to hear what I have to do? And then there were those, that other 50% that just fired right into it. And they were thinking so well that it blew, blew my mind. I kind of lost my spot, so to speak. So I, I had two things to do. I had to get the 50% up to speed, and I had to catch up with the other 50%. And I think that's where teachers are with tech use a lot of the time. But I digress. Some more stats. Well, no, more about that. They they needed, the 50% needed some practice. They needed a small sample. They needed practice assessing themselves or considering what the steps of the goal should be because they were used to being told what to do because that's the, that's the model. We teachers put it on the board, do page seven, there you go, boom, play this, do it this way. No, you didn't get it right, try it again. Yes, that's good. Don't don't forget that. In a nutshell, I know I'm being awfully awfully dry, but that's kind of the, you know the way students think. It's the way I thought. That's the way I was taught. So once they're given a chance to discuss, we discuss a, a reflection piece. We watched a video of another group, and we and we graded them together, and then we apply it to ourselves individually took much smaller segments. They started to get it. Looking at the online content to learn an, an instrument, like the guitar class I was speaking about, or even a specific skill, I saw the same success and failure rate. The common thread is that full immersion into the tech use requires a mindset and skills that many students have, but they just haven't developed or they haven't used it consistently enough. Furthermore, the emphasis on the reading ability that a student has is exposed when you're using online content. Students who spoke so well and were pretty, really pretty decent players, I noticed they would struggle. And this is above the 50% of that that just weren't used to taking the responsibility on their own. Like I mentioned, this would be like another 20, I'd say 20, 25%, no 20% that, you know, they were capable and they were firing back and they had great verbal skills, but their reading skills, um, they, they often read through very quickly. This could be a, a multitude of reasons for that. Um, but, uh, uh, so they would miss important pieces of directions and they'd turn in an assignment incomplete, thinking that they had completed it. So the reading ability piece for online content, I think I think we have to be ready to to adapt to that. I think we need to figure out a way to to close that gap. And, or at least understand that that's going to cause a problem. If we're going to go with an online class, kids need to be able to read and comprehend. There are some other observations I could share, but 
I want to get into my idea a little bit more. The online course I piloted started with some short, with a short section of assignments aimed at familiarizing my students with the LMS that the online course was utilizing. And actually, there were a couple of LMSs, um, one primarily for content delivery and the other was for the assessment piece and organizing of the content. And the amount of reading and use of uh, of of activities that seemed less than useful. They used a lot of activities to, you know, here, send a message, turn in a practice assignment, so forth, so on, check your grading book, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the kids didn't see, clearly didn't see, or were kind of rushing through, not reading, because they skipped even some of those simple assignments. So I, I found myself going back and telling them, no, click on this and open this up. Again, step by step, telling them what to do. They weren't ready for me to just say, okay, go. And it was a mistake I made, but at the same time, I was kind of conscious about that mistake. I wanted to see who was ready. I wanted to see how it would be viewed, how the kids would do, because I thought, well, maybe I'm thinking that There'll be a problem and there won't be one. So this is what has led me to the opinion that we need some sort of consistent method or methodology when we are trying to utilize tech in an online class or um Get our t getting teachers to use it more regularly, you know, whatever the case may be. And there are a multitude, of course, of, uh, of design theories and thinking theories and learning theories and, uh, out there. And so all those are nice for organizing and meeting needs of learners, but I think we need to, to whittle it down even more. We need to develop some sort of book or system. Maybe one that's online. Maybe it has blanks for teachers or students could plug in the apps and the goals to be achieved. And again, you let me go back to my beginning band example. You only use this method book for sixth grade usually. And then as you get older, there are harder books. There are books with more complicated skills to till you get to a particular point where you're you might be using some books that have corrals or technique exercises in them that the director then chooses to meet the need of the student or to meet the need of the uh, music, the, ten the uh, specific skills that you're trying to develop. So there's all kinds of books. And I see books and I see blog posts about particular tech tools or uh, ways to implement, but I, but those are Often those are written by people who are way ahead of where so many teachers are right now. I can say that many of the colleagues that I have talked with, or um, not just in my school, so if any of my colleagues are listening to this, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about, uh, you know, all the folks that I talk to about how their schools are doing with integration and how what a slow process it is. 
And I think it's slow because we're trying to wing this a little too much. I think we could use a specific model or methodology or method book, so to speak, that is here, push this button to print. You don't need to read it to everybody, but uh, which is a difference, you know, with, with kids, when we're starting on the instruments, we say, yes, put your left hand here and your right fingers here. And you do this to make uh, the embouchure and you know, all that. It's very, very much a step-by-step -step process, but I think adults are coming with more knowledge. And so we don't need to do that, but we do need some sort of method still. And I know we want to be familiar with the design thinking or we want to be familiar with uh, adult learning theories. Those, again, are very good for a general, broad overview approach. But we need a book. We need some sort of online clarifying step-by-step -step procedure. But it needs to be, it needs to have some freedom there. Otherwise, for adults, it won't be as applicable. There are any number of studies that suggest consistent PD and support for educators is the most successful way to create meaningful tech integration. But often this is still difficult because the diverse learning styles of adults and students create a barrier. Tech specialists are challenged with pushing into teachers' classroom, um, classrooms, excuse me. And this kind of reminded me, again, as I'm thinking through things, of much like the beginning band system or the uh, beginning of marching season, where I am getting pulling the students out of the classroom or out of their lives to get them, to, you know, focused in on one thing. You know, it's it's a major change. It's, it's, it's finding the timing and showing, um, uh, getting people to be committed to that use of tech. So I, you know, I think that's a, a little more of a challenge than even in the case of beginning band or the marching season, because, you know, people have signed up for that. And I think that's why the methodology creates an opportunity for the removal of barriers. You come in and you seem like you're winging it. And they were, uh, teacher's not all that thrilled about you coming into the classroom anyway. Need a method. Has to be an accepted methodology. And I think it could be developed much like a beginning band book. I also developed with the ability to adapt it to the needs of the teacher or the classroom. Maybe a database of tools that's searchable. And the biggest part, a tech specialist that can take orders for things teachers want to do and a way to deliver to the teacher the ideas that the tech specialist comes up with. So let me say this. So teacher fills out a Google form on the tech specialist website, says, I want to do something with uh, peer review or uh, even back it up. Um, I need to organize my folders in my Google Drive or I need to... Uh, I need to find a, a way to 
communicate better in Gmail other than just sending these long emails, something like that. And then either it's a video that you put on the website and the teacher can click on it, or maybe you say, okay, hey, when can I come in and show you this? Again, this is not the answer, and neither is pushing into the classroom, and neither is uh, uh, the PD, and neither is a follow-up support all by themselves. You have to do all of these things. And if I may say that in band, we do the same thing. You know, if a kid's not getting it, having trouble with the skill, there's after-school help. There's a practice sheet that we that many programs use to for kids to log their practice time. And of course, there's always the rehearsal assessment and the concert. Parallels. There are a lot of parallels between the integration of tech and the things that I've been doing for years. So maybe this is the old dog, me reverting back to the past practice, but this method has worked and teachers are, and students are familiar with it. So I think it would be just a matter of adaptation, a very easy adaptation. Having the long wordy goals and objective is okay, but without some sort of smaller example or sample sizes available, it's likely that these objectives will not be adhered to. So as tech is evolving and emerging tech is happening and the changes are coming so fast, figuring out some accepted beginning, intermediate, and advanced methodology levels. I see this in pockets when I do some reading and research and looking around at what schools are doing. And they're coming up with it at their school by the, that tech specialist and uh, curriculum per persons are, you know, doing outstanding work. But, uh, you know, there's so many other methodologies and frameworks for all other parts of education. I think technology needs one. My tech treat is, is uh, create a shared folder in your Google Drive so when you send a document or post it to your website or LMS, it is accessible and you can avoid the million permission requests via your email. Like me, like I forgot to do. I don't always forget to do it. I just... Um, Sometimes I think I did it or I'll create something and I'm moving along, trying to move fast and, you know, multitask, whatever that is. Um, just take my advice. Go to that folder and click to open it in your drive and then create your doc within there or your or whatever it is you're creating. It'll save you a lot of time. Another treat for you, Tech Tools, try Mentimeter, M-E-N. T-I-M-E-T-E-R. Link is in the show notes. This is an interactive presentation tool. It's free with some limitations. Like I think you only get like three slides. Uh, there are more advanced features available for a price. Uh, this is a good way to do what Google Forms can do. And it has kind of a side of Google Slides. So it's in a slides presentation, but within there, there are interactive slides that, that your students could answer a question. And there's a... Uh, it creates a, a word tree, or it will show them um, up-to-the-minute responses. You know, as people answer a question, you know, I say, hey, what 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 do you do best? And I give them the four uh, five criteria that uh, were adjudicated on at Band Festival. And I say, what, and what one do you 
have a clear understanding of, or do you least understand? You could use some more explanation. And then I show them that slide as they're answering it. Uh, it also has a very cool feature where you can do it at your pace. So you control it. So you can have them all answer the slide there while you're on it, or you can do it at, they can do it at their pace. It's an interesting idea for, uh, you know, allowing some self-paced interactive slides. Mentimeter. Mentimeter. Survey your students or, or assess their learning. Take a look at it. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect.